friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Um, obviously, you've been working, you said, for like seven years, and you've made a name for yourself, and you're super successful. Do you feel pressure to just continue on with that success? Absolutely. Right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, that's the, the, the dangerous thing with social media exacerbates this problem, but um, you always kind of want to outdo yourself. You always want to go harder because that's just how it is. Like if you make 10K in a day and you show everyone and there everyone's like, wow, that's crazy. And then you make 5K in a day. You're like, what's wrong? Everyone's like, well, especially Romanian. Whatever. <laughs> Which 5K a day is crazy. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you make 150,000 in a day and then you make 50K in a day, it's like the same thing. It's like, well, okay, well, you've done way better. So yeah, yeah. you always kind of want to outdo yourself and there always is a pressure to, to always go bigger, but it's good. I mean, it's, it's gasoline. Yeah. It's fuel. So it's good. You know, you could see that as a bad or a good thing. Yeah. It's good. I I feel like it's a good thing. Yeah, it is good. And I feel like (laughs) they're like destroy your mental health. Yeah. It's good. What kind of a person you are. Yeah. So that's good that you take it like that in a positive way. I feel like you're like the poster child in the Romanian community. Do you I feel that? I, yeah, I feel like I'm the <laughs> You boy. feel that pressure? Yeah. I, I, I feel like I get that a lot. Like people at church, like everyone's so happy to see me. And they're like, yeah. it's like I'm like the mascot or like the, yeah. like everyone's rooting for me. Oh, my son's going to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that sometimes, but I don't like to talk that's about good it. That's that you don't let it um, like get to you. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I understand that I'm aware of it, but I don't, I don't like to talk about it because it makes me feel like I'm bragging. It makes me feel like I don't want to flex. Like I don't, yeah. I feel, I feel bad flexing. Yeah. Um, what grounds you? What do you mean by that? Like what keeps you like, like humble? humble? Is it your mom? No, my mom is a way a show off. <laughs> all Romanian I, moms. I bought her a Rolex and she's like, did you see my watch to all her sisters? And I bought her a Porsche too. And she's like always flexing it. Yeah. Well, she's um, also probably proud. Because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think what keeps me humble, I, okay. So I think when people fle- overly flex, I think that they have something to prove. I think it, it comes from a little bit of, a, of an insecurity. I, I just don't feel the need to flex. Yeah. I know I have it. I know mm-hmm. I have a sick life. I have yeah. good hair and fast cars and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't need anyone else to believe it because yeah. I believe it. I yeah. have it. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is, but yeah. I also, I like the idea. I like the idea of a man that can flex, like mm-hmm. has the ability to really flex and to just that like, keeps himself at the same level as other yeah. people. I like the way that that looks on a man. So mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a great way to put it. I agree with you, especially when it comes to um, like money. One thing I noticed, and this is something like that me and my husband, I feel like always were on the same page. If all your money is stripped away from you, like what kind of person are you really? Like what's your act for me? I can appreciate somebody's hustle and be like man that's so cool good for you but like if you're a crappy person like i don't respect it doesn't you. even matter yeah it's like, it's like a really really beautiful girl is like it has the worst attitude ever yeah or she's just like a total b and you're just like well 
That sucks. Like, yeah. So that's, that's cool that you have, you obviously have that good character to back that up. So yeah, it's like, if you thought like a metaphor to it would be like, if you see a professional fighter, like a UFC, like world champion, one of the most dangerous dudes on the planet could kill anyone. Um, and he's just like the most gentle, nice guy. Yeah. It like, that's a cool thing to see. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a cool yeah, thing to see sense. cause you're like, you know what he's capable of, but he's still kind. Mm-hmm. And that is like a, I think that's a pillar of masculinity. So maybe that's what it is. I agree with you. Yeah. That's I love a good that. Point. I also know growing up, I was always taught that like, everyone's always like, Oh, money changed this person or like, mm-hmm. Oh, if you get too much money, you're going to be evil in this. It's like my dad always said, money shows you who you really are. Mm-hmm. So if you give yeah, a really crappy person a million dollars, they're just probably going to blow it off or who knows what. Mm-hmm. If you give someone that's been super generous, they're going to give and they're going to like be fruitful. That's a good so point. I always see that like hearing as a kid, you don't get it. But the older I get, I'm like, okay, this family has money and this family has money. And they're completely opposite of like how they are with the money that they have. Also, and I've heard that and I'm going to say something. I ironically, the people that say that don't have any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, they're saying like, oh, money, this, having this makes you this but they have never had this yeah it's like saying like you really like salmon and it's really good but you've never even tasted it it's like how can you possibly even say that because you don't know right um but it does it does amplify who you are Mm -hmm. and again i'm not i'm not one to like list off the things that i've done but i've done like a lot of uh donations and a lot of stuff that not even my girlfriend knows so Mm -hmm. just a lot of things and Mm -hmm that's good it's hard because i think being in our main community we're not raised with that mentality to like not flex like if somebody has money like everybody needs to know at least that's i think what i've seen growing up yeah and it was like interesting for me too to see people around me that money changed them it's easy then to relate money to being something negative Mm -hmm. but then like i had to have like the like thought process where i was like okay no wealth like god blesses people with wealth yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's like what you do with that and what kind of a person you are so just because you have money doesn't mean that you're going to change into being a bad person definitely not i think that's cool you're a good example sebastian for sure of Mm -hmm. that appreciate it yeah we have another personal follow-up question with that do you feel like a part of your drive for success has to do with wanting to prove something to your dad? That's a great question. And the truthful, because I thought about this, the truthful and honest answer is no. I don't feel like I have anything to prove to my dad. I never did. Or to my mom. I never felt like I didn't care. My parents were very absent, so I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably more t- like, it's probably because I, I grew up in... I just didn't like my childhood. I didn't like the way the things that I had to go through. And I didn't like the feelings that I had that I saw the people not having to deal with. And I just didn't want my kids to go through the same thing. I didn't want, I didn't want them to have that pain. I don't know why. I just didn't, I wanted to alleviate that for my future self and my family. That's where most of it comes from, honestly. And my, I, I genuinely, even today, I still don't care about well i'm sure much less now that you're older yeah it happened it happened like a year ago because like you know like you guys know this feeling that i'm talking about maybe everyone watching does but it's like when you're with your parents and like they say something you like want to agree or you want to like you want to like kind of make sure that you feel accepted to them and you kind of want to cater to them and make sure that they like you Mm -hmm. and you want to be someone that they hope you are Mm -hmm. um 
I was like that with my father because it was always kind of awkward going back to visit him. I'd see him like once a year and like he would say something and I would like try to make a conversation or try to like change my words to like mm-hmm. make him like me more a little bit because he's my father. Yeah, of course. And the last time I went to see him, that was just not there. It was completely well, gone. The dialogue. It was, it was better. It was better than it's ever been. Yeah. Cause I had, I had like an honest conversation. I was just like myself. If he didn't say anything, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, okay, I don't care. And then I was curious about something. I was like, what did you do? Like, what was high school like in Romania? And I just started talking to him. He told me all these stories about how he used to be like a boxer. He used to box in Romania. And I was like, what? Are you serious? You didn't know. I was like, bro, I thought like you were lame. (laughs) He's like, that's dope. You're a boxer. That's cool. Um, But no, he told me all these stories about his father and what they did and his mom and and all this stuff. And I was like, that's cool. I just treated him like a stranger, like a normal person. Cause that's, he is a normal person. So that's what facilitates like actual genuine healthy relationships. I think when you like are able to like just be yourself and be like, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. So that's good. And that's important. Yeah. That's where it comes from is like the confidence in who you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I think again, that's, that's a big problem today mm-hmm. is people don't know who they are. And well, okay. How do you figure out who you are? Well, you have to sit down and, and you have to think about it and you have to be alone. You have to gather a lot of information um, so that you can make a good decision and be like, okay, I want to do this. And you have to you have, have to have a strong reason as to why you want to do this. Or like, I believe in this and this is why I believe in this because this person does and this is what they stand for. And this is just what's important to me based on my life. Yeah. Like for me, having a family is really important because I've never had one. So for somebody, for a girl out there that has had a perfect family and seven brothers and she, all she wants to do is become a millionaire for whatever reason, then maybe that's the best thing for her to do. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe she's the one that's getting a piss at me because I'm saying you should stay home and be a mom and her mom was a terrible person. So she's like, I'd never want to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do what is best for you. But yeah. that's the important part is figuring out who you really are. Mm-hmm. So, and one thing I want to mention, I noticed, uh, I watched the video with your mom. I noticed that you're curious and you ask questions about like your parents and how they were raised and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's something that like young people don't do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I feel like especially us as Romanians, cause like, especially first generation, our parents, we've talked about this coming from Romania. We like don't know anything really about their, up. if you don't like, dig and ask those questions how are you gonna know like how are you gonna make those connections that your parents were like this because of that Mm -hmm. so it helps you to be able to heal too from things that they might have done and if you don't know where you came from how do you know who you are yeah so i think that's cool too that you ask those questions that's important it's genuinely interesting Mm -hmm. it's actually really really cool to see where they come from and what they had to live like yeah that's yeah. A, that's cool it takes a lot of maturity though to like mm-hmm. sit down and talk to your parents about adult things. yes really? especially when you didn't have that yeah kind growing of growing up you don't have that up. role model and example like i'm close to my parents but sometimes and i'm like married now and i'm still like is this awkward if ask my parents this because we never talked mm-hmm. about it yeah so yeah. it's like a different intimacy type yeah. thing mm-hmm. especially because they're very different. closed off a lot of them about their upbringing i mean it's traumatic growing up under communism so yeah i think a lot of our a lot of the first gen's parents are like stone like petrified yeah <laughs> that's putting it mildly there's a lot of stuff they went through that we probably have no idea yeah. that they went through that stuff yeah yep but yeah. that's it's curious that's why i yeah. ask that's good good for you i think that's important <laughs> yeah i am curious do you feel like growing up in like the romanian especially like christian community not that like did it push you or like do you feel like that changed where you are now like of how successful you are you feel like if you were born in a different community and not with romanians that would have changed anything like were there any pros or cons dealing with that? Because I feel like every Romanian deals with 
at least for me, a time where you're like, I'm over the Romanian community. I want to get away from these people because they're judgeful or yeah. toxic. I don't think, I'm guessing here, I don't think that it had anything to do with financial success mm-hmm. at all. The, whether or not I grew up in a Romanian community or not. Um, but there's a lot of variables that you get from having a Romanian community, a Christian Romanian community. That's good. Mm-hmm. That I really like. And there's some, also some, some bad stuff as well. Um, but I, I'm thinking about it and I just don't think I can attribute any of the good or bad stuff to my success financially. Yeah. So that's good. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was always curious because I feel like people with a community that either like drives them to like, like not prove their point, but like to have that support or it just doesn't affect them. Yeah. Like, like I said, most of the drive just came from the fact that I had to be in all these terrible, terrible situations that were not ideal. Yeah. And whether I was in an Arabic, American, Romanian, whatever community, I think it'd still be the same. Change you. Yeah. And even if you, sorry, just to, I like thought of something, even if you didn't grow up like that, you probably still would be the person you are. Like you still would be successful. You think so? Because, yes. So I think this is where we disagree. I agree. But I think me. so because, okay, I see like a lot of the characteristics in my husband and he grew up in like a normal family. And I'm like, why do you have this drive? Like I tried to understand it, but I think that's just how he's wired. Like we talked about. And the fact that you are so different than your other siblings, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I'm sure it played a role, but I just think that's just you as a person. So this is like the psychological nature versus nurture argument. And it's, it's, I think it, there's no like actual science to it. It's like a, it's like a thought experiment. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's, it's very possible that some part of me is born with like a more of a drive or more of an instinct like that, that monkey part of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's, there's other things with hormones, like men with higher testosterone are more likely to seek novel experiences. Mm-hmm. And also that makes effort and like work feel good. Mm-hmm. And so that would put you in a positive reinforcement loop to work hard and like seek and hunt and seek novel things. So yeah, hormones can play a balance into it and you could be born with like a certain chemistry. But also if you're aware of that and you work on improving your hormones or, or making that better, like you can still that would relate back. Yeah. But then also at the same time, it's like the environment plays a huge role into it. Because mm-hmm. if I grew up in a perfect family, I don't think that I would be who I am in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So Maybe it's both, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's both, but I definitely think environment is huge mm-hmm. for sure, but it definitely could be both. Yeah. It's that's hard, a great it's answer. Hard to tell. Yeah. And it's a hard question. It's interesting. Cause, cause I, I just think about it. I'm like, I wonder, cause you, like I said, you guys, you and your siblings all grew up in the same environment. Like, it's so interesting to me, even I know birth order plays into that too, but just how, what makes somebody decide, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So with my siblings, yeah, we are. We all grew up in a, a similar, a very similar environment, but it was different because my older brother is five years older and then the next one is six and my sister is like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And so they, like my sister was a girl, so she was always doing her own thing because she was the oldest. And then my two brothers were like the two boys, like always doing things with their friend groups. And I was just kind of alone. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of left alone. So we did grow up in a similar environment, but it was a little bit different. I was yeah. definitely a lot lonelier than they were. Um, and I don't know if that plays into a, it plays into it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but one thing I read whenever you, it's kind of interesting when you're an adult, uh, it's been like scientifically proven w- when you're going through something, your outlet and like how you respond to it is steeped into how like 
you were affected as a child. I was just going to say that. So for me, like when I'm upset, I need to be alone. But like I grew up alone. (laughs) So it's like my husband doesn't understand it because he grew up with four siblings and they're very close and they're like love to be like with each other all the time. And like it's like so much for me sometimes. And like sometimes when I'm going through something, like I just need to be alone. Mm. And he, I, I explained it to him. I'm like, I was alone as a kid. That works for me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that you, maybe this is, I don't know if it's guys, just guys or girls too, but it's like you actively try to become the person that you would have felt safe around when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I think about that. I'm like, if I was a kid and I had current me, like as a big brother mm-hmm. or a father, even that's such a weird. You do that yeah. because subconsciously you're trying to heal your inner child, yeah. but you have to be emotionally mature enough and have a high enough EQ to be able to do that subconsciously. Cause not everybody can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And people who don't like, if you can't do that introspective work and like talk yourself through things like you did, like I'm angry with my mom. This is what I need to do. Some people can't do that. Like they need to go to a therapist to tell them this is what you need to do. Well, yeah, I think, I think everyone is capable of that, Mm -hmm. but I think that they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So until you get access to the information, which I've been to therapy too, and Mm -hmm. I've thought about this because I've seen other people on on the internet talk about it or whatever. Um, you don't know what you don't know. So once you figure out that this is kind of what you should do and why, and this is how you should go about it, I think any, every single person listening or watching can can, do it it for sure. That's true. That's a good point. It's it's a, it's an intelligence thing. It's maybe a little bit of a maturity thing, but I think everyone's capable of it. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you feel like there are certain mental health struggles that come with being an entrepreneur? Yeah, definitely. You always, <laughs> I mean, I'll, speaking for myself, you always feel like you're not enough, like mm-hmm. you need to do more. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, those for sure. There's, there's a balance because there's a, to- there's a little bit of a toxic mindset, which is actually it's bittersweet because it's good for you, but it's also, you need to keep it in check. And it's like, you're not doing enough. You're lazy. You need to work harder. You need to be better. And that mindset, having that mindset pushes you very, very far, but it also can like damage just like your overall life quality and happiness about yourself and et cetera. So it's like, it's good to an extent. You kind of have to keep a leash on it and let it like pull you in life, but not let it like, not let it get to the point where you're just, where you hate yourself. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> what's interesting is I feel like as an entrepreneur, you obviously surround yourself with successful people. Cause that's just, I feel like what entrepreneurs do. What so th- common, yeah. yeah. So then you kind of not, in a way compare yourself to others but i think the key is knowing who you are like if you know yourself like whatever circle you're in you won't lose yourself as a person yeah so i think that's important too definitely comparing yourself to others is is scary mm-hmm. but it's also it also can be healthy mm-hmm. you can you know you could look up to and be inspired by your friends um and yeah and it's and it's good like i had a friend of mine who he used to drop ship uh, this product and then he turned it into a brand and it got big. They're doing like 300 K a month in revenue. And then somebody stole from the company and the company went bankrupt and it was just a terrible situation. They thought it was all over. I thought it was like, dang, like that sucks. You had such a good thing going. They started it again. They did even better the second time. They got it up to like five, 600 K a month. Now last month they did 3.6 million wow. and they just got a deal with CVS. Um, that would, that brought the valuation of their company up to $200 million. 
Yeah, uh, that's a like true entrepreneur. When you lose everything and come back stronger, that's yeah. you gotta admire that. And they're they're twenty seven, twenty eight. So wow. And they they were all broke. And they're just, I've known them for like four or five years. So like I knew them when they were like relatively broke, mm-hmm. relatively like 50 K mm-hmm. net worth. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool because I, I don't compare myself to these people, but these people inspire me. Yeah, for sure. Cause I see how hard they work and I'm like, that's very inspiring. But yeah, yeah it's, it's also, it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're aware you like prevent it. Yeah. A lot of people exactly. aren't really healthy and then they take that route and they become like very toxic in that thinking. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So it, it seems like most problems come back to just finding out who you are and being very aware of yourself and that more people should just spend time alone or reading or meditating or praying. Which nobody like we, our society doesn't want to be alone. Like we're like terrified to be alone with our thoughts. Yeah. That's why we are so buying into this hustle culture because it's like, I just always need something to do. Like, I can't even just sit there. I have to be, even if I'm just scrolling through something. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's taking that time to do that inner work. And if you have that issue, I would say delete all social media Mm -hmm. and don't watch any Netflix or shows. Definitely social media is the worst. Like what's going on right now in the world. Just get it out of your mind and just think about like, take a walk without your phone in a mountain for like, two hours Mm -hmm. and just think let's take Instagram for example if you're on Instagram like an hour a day you're gonna you follow 300 people most of them are friends family you're gonna like see their stories where they're going what they're who they're with um, what they've done like things and you keep these pieces of information in your head um, and they're always kind of there, even to the point where it's like, if you run into that person three weeks later, you'd be like, oh, you were just in Mexico with yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you guys got that cool Airbnb. That was dope. Yeah. It's like, why do you need to know that? Yeah. Why does it matter? Like it is crazy. It lives in your head. And I know for myself, I definitely don't have space for that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, if something is truly, truly important and I need my cousin to see it, I'll text him a picture or I'll call him. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need this stuff living in my head. Um, yeah. I got way too much going on. I'd rather read a book or yeah. like I would rather talk to my mom or do something. It's just, I, <laughs> I like, it's just think about how much anxiety that probably like, yeah. like subconsciously or like how much anxiety that causes you without even knowing just having all of this information sort of in your head, bro. Like that sounds the opposite of peaceful. Mm-hmm. So I think we're not wired for that. <laughs> that either. No, no, yeah. not even close. Yeah. Not even close. You get more attention and more. Yeah. It's not even, it's incredible. So yeah. I just don't have any social media because I'm like, this, this, this sucks. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I've done it for four years and I was like, Oh, holy crap. This sucks. Yeah. yeah. So that's where my husband's at. Too. I'm like, you don't want to pussy. He's like, if I need something, I'll just call them. I'm like, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're so old fashioned. Like that's so, but no, it's true. I mean, yeah. Whether that's, you like I, it or not. I'm like that with my girl. This is a little bit more controversial too, but like, I wouldn't want my girlfriend scrolling on TikTok hours a day. Um, I don't, think that that's good for her. I don't think that that information or what she sees on TikTok is going to be particularly good. Mm-hmm. I also don't want her posting every week on Instagram. Like I just, these things are not important. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Private. Yeah. I learned to be private with James. I'm like, you have four <laughs> photos on your Instagram. Since that's, James, that's so true. <laughs> well, he's like, Hey, can I post for our anniversary? And I was like, sure. Why? He's like, I realized I never posted that we got married. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't <laughs> care. Like, it's fine. He was like, no, I'll post Whoever it. Whoever needs to know knows. Yeah. It was just funny. Yeah, exactly. And then half his high school friends were like, bro, you're married. And I'm like, you've been married for two years. That's but funny. I, I think it's, 
actually a good sign, especially with a guy. For sure. They don't care about social media. I know yeah. when I was dating, it was such a turn off when guys would do these like very curated photos and edits. That's fake. That's how you know it's like, fake. You have time. Yeah. And why do you care? I, it was such a turn off for me. I was like, this yeah. is. And then what's cool. sad is there's girls who are like, why can't you make this post like this husband made about this wife? But if you really know that relationship, it is so fake. Yeah. Like it's. He writes all this flowery stuff, but it's not real life. She probably wrote it for him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's healthy to just take, I'm even speaking to myself to not let it influence you as much. Um, I think being a girl is a little different on social media. Mm-hmm. Not that it's curated for us, but it's yeah. definitely more, especially like houses and just yeah. babies. And yeah. It depends how I look at things. it. I look at it like that as inspiration, like just for whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's episode with the last two questions. Um, first being, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, this will probably change as I go through life, but I would, I would like to be remembered as the guy that helped other guys become the best version of themselves. Um, not ne- not necessarily guys. I just I cater to guys just naturally more. Mm-hmm. But the guy that helped other people seek the absolute best version of themselves so that they could enjoy life to the fullest amount possible. Yeah. And especially men, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's really defines you as a person. Yeah. Says good. a lot about who so you are. So people <laughs> who say something else about you, I mean that wraps up who you are. All right. At the end of the day. So that's good. Yeah. Recently, um, so we found out we're having a baby boy and we're so excited. And one of my older mentors was like, Hey, like, make sure obviously you're always praying for wisdom and guidance. She's like, But right now, especially in America, like the biggest threat to America is a white Christian male. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that, I was like, I thought about it, I was like, Wow, that's so true. Like Yeah they just become more controversial, especially as a Christian and then you being white and then a guy. And it's like, those are not the worst thing to be right now, but there's definitely a target. And that definitely encouraged me to be like, okay, I want to make sure my son grows up to be a man and be a leader. And if they get mm-hmm. hate, if it's for Jesus, then mm-hmm. that's not really hate. That's, that's so a good type good of what, hate. Yeah. It's so good what you're doing. It's definitely inspiring. Yeah, that's good. true. I think about like, I want my son to, the, his main role model, I want to be his dad. And his dad has the, I, like, the foundation, the ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. So, like, in this society, we need more men standing up like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's something I'm really passionate about. So, thank you. Yeah, keep at it. And then the last question would be, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, I would tell him that you are capable of way more than you think you are and to never put any sort of limiting ceilings on what you believe about yourself and that you can actually truly inspire and achieve anything that you can possibly think of. Like you are extremely powerful um, as a person and don't ever discount it. And that that's what I'd give the advice to myself, but that's what I'd give advice to other 18 year olds as well. Cause mm-hmm. I think that um, I think all people have, a hundred times more energy and more power than they even know that they do. Yeah. And, uh, they just don't know that. And again, it's like the don't know what you don't know. Um, so you're never going to step into those waters, but Mm -hmm. I'm telling you here and now that it's true. You're extremely capable of doing crazy things, no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. even if you want to be the best piano player in the world Mm -hmm. or the fastest swimmer, like you can get a lot further than you think you can. So I would, that's what I would say. We limit ourselves for sure. Yeah. I would say just, just, 
do anything. It's so it's really like a powerful. mindset change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. just kind of that's something I learned kind of getting older and like kind of seeing it, proving it to myself like in increments. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had my mindset now when I was 18, yeah, that'd be a lot different. Yeah, I'd be a lot further, like at least in finance terms. Yeah, so, but that's okay. I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. you always got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would say. That's some great advice, Sebastian. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much once again, Sebastian, for making time in your busy schedule to be on our episode. And thank you to all the listeners. Um, We welcome all feedback on our social media platforms as well as in our anonymous suggestion box. Just so you guys know, we're seeing all the feedback and we appreciate it. Please don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube to keep up with any new episodes. And we'll see you guys back next Tuesday.